What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, building a team, or building a new product. This week, I'm going to start by changing things up a little bit. I feel like I've been giving you a lot of frameworks for better building, whether it's you know X number of ways to hire, six rules for how to fire, how to navigate working with friends and family. And my hope is those have been valuable. But sometimes I think the best tools for teaching are just stories themselves. So I'm going to kick the week off with a little startup story time. And the story that I'm going to tell is about one of the most important relationships I've had in 27 years of being alive. That is my relationship with Austin Reef. He's my co-founder and the COO of Morning Brew. You know, it, this is my first startup I've founded, so I'm not sure how startup founders typically choose their co-founders, but I think it's safe to say after you hear our story that our partnership formed in a pretty unorthodox way probably because we didn't even know Morning Brew was going to be a business when we first started working together. But it's also safe to say that while I was naive and probably didn't put as much thought as I should have into bringing him on as a partner, co-founding Morning Brew with Austin was probably the best decision I've made in the last six years of running the business. And that is simply because our relationship has been built atop a foundation of just these universal principles that I think any relationship needs, whether it's co-founders, significant others, co-hosts, co-captains in a sport. I think it's the things that any of these relationships need to grow and succeed together. And that's trust, it's respect, support, and it's having complementary abilities to one another. So without further ado, here comes the story about how Austin and Alex started working together. Let's hop into it. I need to first set the scene to make my introduction to Austin make sense. So I'm going to take you through a little bit of the background of how Morning Brew came to be and then where Austin came into the picture. So it was the first semester of my senior year at the University of Michigan where I got my uh, undergrad degree. I was 21 at the time and I had just gotten back on campus for my final year. You know, that summer I had interned in New York for Morgan Stanley Then I went back to New Jersey for the last few weeks of the summer where my family was. And then I came back to campus in Ann Arbor. And when I got back to campus, I was quickly overwhelmed by just one thing, and that was time. I had a shit ton of time, and it was because I was, one, lucky enough to have received uh, a full-time offer from Morgan Stanley to work in sales and trading, which is what I wanted to do. And so I didn't have to worry about recruiting for a job during my senior year. And on top of that, I only had to take two classes during my entire first semester. So coursework wasn't much of a thing either. And so beyond taking those few classes and playing a bunch of Xbox, my go-to games were FIFA and Call of Duty. Sometimes I would play uh, Nintendo 64 and get some Mario Kart in there. Basically, I had this massive void of time. And I filled that void by helping other students prepare for job interviews as they were re-recruiting for jobs during our senior year. And the way that I would help students was I would always start with a mock interview. And the mock interview would always start with the same first question. And it was the question that my dad would always ask me when he prepped me for job interviews growing up. And the question was, how do you keep up to date with the business world? 
every single student I worked with had the same exact answer. It was like they rehearsed it together. They said, you know, I read the Wall Street Journal and I read it because I feel like I have to because my parents told me that I need to and it's a prerequisite to say I'm well-read in business. And after hearing this answer over and over and just hearing how unexcited students were when they gave that answer, I was just like, this is crazy. These students are working so hard to have careers in business, yet they don't have content that storytells the business world in a fun and engaging way. There has to be something better. And it was that just singular insight about there has to be something better. Students are conceding for something that's mediocre. That was the genesis of Morning Brew. Well, actually, it wasn't the genesis for Morning Brew. It was the genesis for something called Market Corner. So for two months after this insight, I was curating and consolidating the biggest business news of the day into a more digestible, conversational newsletter. It had all the original, like the DNA of Morning Brew but it was just like a shittier version of it. It was a PDF that I put together every day. It was attached to an email. There was no website to sign up. You had to reach out to me and I would add you to my listserv. And the writing was like fine, but I wasn't a great writer. I was a fine writer. Despite all that, Market Corner was growing quickly. That's how I knew there was something to it because there was so much friction about the product. There's so much that could have been better about the product. Yet somehow people were deciding to read it over, you know, century-old newspapers that have thousand-person teams working on them. So I got to 500 subscribers on Market Corner, and I decided I wanted to take it to the next level. So I reached out to all my subscribers. I sent out an email to the 500 people on my listserv, and I said, basically, I was looking for advice on how to make the product better. And I was looking for people's recommendations, basically, for taking it from 500 subscribers to 1,000 subscribers. This is when I learned my first lesson in building a business, even before this was a business at all. And that lesson was that most people suck at giving feedback, like horrible at it. And feedback is literally the lifeblood of building a business. I think it's generally because either people aren't like super thoughtful when they read something or consume a product. And also because I think people are afraid of confrontation, but you learn when you're building a business for the first time. You cannot do anything or grow anything without constructive feedback. And so I got the same dozens of emails from subscribers, basically all of which said, you know, Alex, what you're doing is amazing. Keep it up. I'm a huge fan. You're absolutely crushing it and you're making business news great. And these emails made me realize how just unhelpful positive reinforcement was. You know, it was great for stroking my ego, but beyond that, it didn't do anything. I couldn't work with it. And so what ended up happening was, in addition to these dozens of just emails that said basically the same thing, I got one email that completely stood out. And I'm going to read you the exchange verbatim. This is literally from 2015 from my Michigan email account. Wednesday, January 28th, 2015 is the date of the email. And I get an email from reef at umich.edu. The email is two sentences long. No bullshit. It is as direct as it gets. And it says the following. Alex. I would love to assist in writing the market corner. I also have some ideas that I think could improve it and make it even better. Hyphen, Austin. I responded to the email, quote, let's sit down and chat about my vision for the newsletter and ultimately the business product and see if this is a commitment you want to take on, end quote. And it's so funny looking at that email in retrospect, if you think about it, like it's incredibly ironic. While at the time it made sense for me to check on someone's commitment, but now as you know, my co-founder who's been working on this business as hard as me for the last six years, 
just checking on my co-founder's commitment back then is just such a funny thing. And so just to close out the conversation for you, after I responded um, about let's sit down and chat um, and check your commitment, he responded by saying, should uh, he give feedback over email on the product or should we meet in person? My response to that was, quote, we can meet in person. Do you want to talk pre-BPL? Question mark, end quote. For those of you that are wondering, BPL stands for Beer Pong League. I didn't share this earlier, but Austin and I were actually in the same fraternity at Michigan. We didn't know each other because we were two years apart, but every Friday, our fraternity would host a bracket-style beer pong league with all members of the fraternity. Evidently, we decided we were going to meet to talk about Market Corner before BPL. And that's it. That's how it all started. An innocuous email exchange about a mediocre product basically acted as the catalyst for a six-year relationship that would change both of our lives. And you know, it was the email exchange that got us talking, but what sold me on Austin's fit as a potential partner, whether at the time it was a hobby or later on would be a business, it was our in-person conversation before Beer Pong League that completely won me over. I remember it like it was yesterday. Austin and I met at a four-person table right next to one of the main staircases in the main lobby of the business school at Michigan. I can't remember exactly what we said in the conversation, but I can exactly remember what I was feeling and thinking during our exchange. It's funny because if you looked at Austin and I, you'd be like, these guys are very similar. They look similar, similar height, similar hair color. They come from similar backgrounds. They speak similar. But that's, to me, just the beauty of our relationship that I realized super early on. Beyond looks, beyond sounds, beyond where we came from, Austin and I are exceptionally different intellectually. Our brains just function in a very different manner. Not only was I attracted to Austin as a partner because he was the only one who would give me feedback, but his default brain was you know, a mirror image of mine. And I realized that during the conversation. During our chat, my brain defaulted to thinking about things like, what are new ideas we can test in the product? So I was thinking about like, you know, should we do an interview of the day with famous business people? Should we do a stock pitch of the day? Should we cover world news and include a map where you click into different countries and you see the news from us? I was thinking about things like, how do we actually turn this into a full-fledged media company? How do we know what the reader actually actually likes? and how do we create a sense of community around the product? Like that's where my brain was going. The way Austin's brain defaulted was he was thinking about how do we grow from 500 to 5,000 subscribers? How do we remove friction to get people to subscribe to the product in an easier way so they don't have to email Alex to sign up for the newsletter? He was also thinking about things like how do we build process around writing the newsletter so that it's sustainable and Austin and I don't have to write it every single day. So if you think about it, it was very simple. I was the right brain, the ideas, marketing, and people thinker. Austin was the left brain. He was the analytic, the linear, and the commercial thinker. And I didn't know this at the time because Morning Brew wasn't yet a business, but bringing him on as a co-founder was the single best decision I made in building the company. And honestly, just our business would not be where it is without him. And while our roles evolved as the business evolved, it was this complementary skill set, this yin and yang that always guided us into new and different jobs as the business grew that satisfied different needs of the business. So like if you look at me, 
I went from writing the newsletter on day one to then selling the newsletter to advertisers to then focusing on hiring and managing our content and sales team to ultimately working on new products within the business like today, working on our paid product or even founders journals, a new product within the business. For Austin, his trajectory was just in different facets of the business. He went from working on growth and tech in the early days. So things like how do we grow our subscriber base and what is our website built on? Then he went to managing people and like our financial statements. Then he eventually went to where he is managing all the day-to-day operations of the business. And I'm very uninvolved in the day-to-day. And I can't emphasize how important this kind of workflow is and this balance that we have with each other is. While over time, as a business is successful and you'll hire people to do all of the jobs, the hardest thing is in the early days, co-founders need to be be able to do all of the jobs well enough to get the business off the ground. And it was this balancing act early on that ensured that there was no Achilles heel that would take the entire business down. But beyond being mirror images of each other and you know having these complementary skills that allowed us to cover everything we needed to cover in the business until we started hiring, there are three other qualities that have allowed Austin and I to, to grow our relationship on a strong foundation. And in my mind, these are qualities that any co-founder relationship needs to be successful. The first is trust. Austin and I trust each other to do the right thing. It's that simple. We don't look over each other's shoulder and look over each other's work. We don't step on each other's toes. We have this shared understanding of each other's complementary abilities and our priorities. And we kind of have, you know, some would say it's naive, but like we have this blind trust in one another that we are going to do whatever it takes to push the business forward. And we trust that each other will push ourselves like innately to do that. The second thing beyond trust is respect. Austin and I don't always agree with each other. And actually, I'd be concerned if we did always agree with each other. And we 100% voice it to each other when we're not aligned on things like business strategy, hiring, and big business decisions. But we never judge each other for different points of view. Our mutual respect comes from a place of wanting to achieve the same goal, right? Like at the end of the day, we both want to empower the modern business leader with engaging and accessible content as we build a bigger and bigger business. And so we have this mutual respect where we both know we're aligned to that goal and incentivized to that goal. And so we know that we may have different ideas for how to achieve that goal, but we have this respect that we're going to find a common ground and a game plan for how to do it. And we know we're both aimed in the same direction. And beyond trust and respect, and obviously the complementary skills that I was talking about before, the third and final piece of our relationship that's so important is support. You know, there's so much out there that paints this picture of building a company being amazing and easy and luxurious. And it literally is the opposite of that. The amount of like boring, menial shit that I do on a daily basis is incredible. The entrepreneurial journey is really, really hard. And there are constant challenges that force you to question yourself and your abilities. So it's a really self-conscious journey. There are tons of concessions that you need to make in your life in order to prioritize pushing the business forward, even when it's not convenient for you. And just having someone else with you that you trust, that you respect, that you know has your back and you have their back, it's the most comforting feeling, knowing that this person experiences all of those challenges with you. They have to make all of those concessions alongside you and they have equal skin in the game. And you know you always have this person to confide in as you work through 
all of the baggage associated with building a business. No one understands what you're going through better than your co-founder. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to put it to you now as the listener. What you've probably realized by now is that while trust, respect, support, and you know, complementary abilities have been the hallmark for my and Austin's great co-founder relationship, these qualities act as the bedrock for any strong relationship. Like my my guess if you is if you were to listen to a podcast about like a really strong personal relationship with a significant other, or if you were to hear like team captains of you know the Olympic swimming team talking about what made their relationship great, I'm sure you would hear similar things. Trust would be in there, respect would be in there, support would be in there, complementary abilities would probably be in there. All that said, though, I'm sure I'm missing things. This is what's worked for Austin and I. But I want you to think about it now. When you think about your strongest, longest relationships in life, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, what are other qualities that have made them so great for you? Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com and I'm going to try to feature as many responses as I can in an upcoming episode. As always, thank you for listening. I am so incredibly lucky to have this group of builders that tune in alongside for the journey. And by the way, if you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. That's why I always default to Apple Podcasts. We're at 213 reviews right now. My goal is to get to 250 by the end of the month. It's going to be really hard to do, but I think we're going to do it. I'm just going to keep pushing and asking you for help. Thanks again, everyone. And I will catch you next episode. Take it easy. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.